0: everybody, welcome back into Talk Off. It is Tuesday, July 25th. Chris, one week away from the trade deadline, this is when the MLB season really turns up and gets interesting. This is, uh, in my opinion, besides playoffs, this is the most fun week of baseball because so many teams making moves, teams deciding what they're going to do, if they're going to make that push, if they're going to lay back and punt this year and go for it next year. It's an interesting dynamic that we have in the MLB where, teams can it's very clear after this one week what teams are going for and what teams are like we'll just take a back seat this year regroup and come back out next year and try to put the best team we can then it, it's just it's it's one of my favorite weeks i just fucking i i love the mlb this time of year it's it's perfect yeah this is a really good
1: time for baseball and one week time At 5 o'clock at the deadline, a lot of teams are going to be looking a lot different than they are now. Uh, Specifically, I expect both New York teams to look pretty different from what we have right now. I've seen a lot of news about how the Yankees are interested in Cody Bellinger. It's obviously been a lot of buzz in the news about the New York Mets selling some pieces. So both teams could look really different uh, come seven days from now. And it really comes down to, honestly, for some of these teams, not just the Mets or the Yankees, but a lot of the teams around the league, it comes down to how they play in the next five or six days. That really depends the strategy of the front office for um, next Monday's deadline. So this upcoming week is probably one of the more important for a team's season overall. I mean, we talk about the Braves being the probably the best team in baseball and the only teams that can really stop them might be the Astros. What do we say? The Astros, the Rays, maybe even the Orioles if they're for real. But a lot of teams like the Dodgers are going to be looking to really improve their team and buckle up for
0: a long postseason run. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I think the the best part and, and what I've noticed most about, I feel like ever since we've started this whole podcasting thing, like I start to notice things that I did in fandom that like I didn't notice, but now I do. And one of them I feel like is predicting winners before the trade deadline because teams just look, can look so different after the deadline that you really, it's like in it's another off season almost because sometimes in the MLB, there's just a lot of trades that go on right before the deadline. If a lot of contracts are coming up, teams just look completely different. And a lot of teams that might not be playing good will get that key piece at the deadline to revamp them come playoff time. And, you know, we've seen that over the years, it, it, it happens all the time in the MLB. So the question this year pretty much is who's going to be that guy that goes to a team and just flourishes. Personally, I honest, I have no clue this. uh, I'm not going to lie. This trade deadline is not very exciting since most likely Otani is not going to get traded. If Otani got traded, it'd be the probably the most exciting one of all time, but there's not a lot of, you never know. That's right. We could see some big trades. You know, we've, we've, we've heard that the Mets are, they're, de- they're not calling people, but they're definitely taking calls on Verlander and on Scherzer. And, you know, we could see guys like Juan Soto get traded. We could see, you know, a, some big name players get traded. But barring anything crazy, most likely it's going to be kind of a boring deadline because there's a lot of guys that will probably help teams, but it's not this crazy, you know, Juan Soto getting traded from yeah. I don't think Washington there's going to be as Diego. many big names thrown around as people are hoping for, but
1: like you never know, you never know that like like you said, there's people, there's names who have been thrown around: Otani, Verlander, Scherzer, Bellinger. These are names that are just being thrown around right now, and you and you really you really have to wait and see how teams feel on you know Saturday, Sunday, Monday. As opposed to where they stand in the standings, what they're willing to give up, what the asking price is, there's so many factors that go into it. I don't think, I still don't think it's out of the question that Otani gets traded. I think, I think one of two things can happen. I mean, Orioles, uh, excuse me, Angels ownership has really shown that they're just they they really like to be the worst. I, I'm running the like I can't remember the name of the Angels owner but he is literally like the worst owner in baseball. can't remember his name. He's told fans like at least a half dozen times he was going to sell the team. And then at the last minute has backed out and said, I'm not selling anymore. So I've actually been reading a lot online that angels fans are very split down the middle. There's a lot of fans who think like Otani is more valuable to the franchise than trout is, which I think is a little crazy seeing as like trout is like their homegrown talent, but teach their own. Like he is, essentially the Babe Ruth of this generation. So I've seen it pretty split down the middle of, among Angels fans. A lot of them want him to stay. Some want him to go and kind of cash in while they can and start that rebuilding pros, process with Trout still there and while Trout still has some time left in his prime. It's just like, I I, I don't, I, I, I'm just afraid that the the Angels are going to be too afraid to pull the trigger, and then they're going to lose out on getting anything for Otani. Because I don't think Otani is going to stay in Anaheim. Like I think this is just a foregone conclusion that he's leaving for for more money and
0: probably a better situation to win. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the coffin right there. I mean, it, it, nail on the coffin, nail on the head. It, there is absolutely like. I feel like there is no other way that this was going to play out. Like This is just so angels for them to just – they're not going to get anything for Otani. I really – I agree with you completely. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. I think they're too scared to pull the trigger and he'll finish out the season as an angel. And I don't really see him returning. They've hit a huge skid right now. They're not playing the best baseball besides Otani who obviously is going to win MVP this year. But that loss of Trout really shut down the Angels. They were on a roll. Trout gets hurt, then they went on like a two and fifteen skid, and they're still just like moseying their way along. Doesn't look like they're going to really compete for a playoff spot. And Otani's been quite vocal. He wants to win. He obviously he wants to get paid as the best player in the in Major League Baseball. He will get paid no matter where he goes, but. He's been saying he wants to win. He wants to win a World Series. That's pretty much priority number one on his on his mind. So if he doesn't think the Angels can get it done, which they've shown that they definitely cannot get, get it done and they cannot put together a roster that can play around him and Trout, then he's going to leave. And the fact of the matter is, is they're most likely going to get nothing for him because they're not going to trade him. I really don't believe they're going to trade him. And if I'm another team – It's hard for me to convince myself to trade for him because, again, it's a two-month rental. So the package was just going to be all mixed up because the Angels are going to want so much, and I don't think a lot of teams are going to want to give up so much for two months.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I think a lot of this would have to come with some conversations among Otani and his agent that there would be a lot of mutual interest in re-signing after a deal has been made uh in the offseason so I, I you know I, I really think that there would be there would need to be a lot of confidence on the receiving end that otani is sticking around for a little longer than 60 games uh in order to pull the trigger on this deal but like like i said think crazier things have happened um the Dod- like this reminds me a lot of when the dodgers made that trade for mookie betts a few years back sending all of their prospects to baltimore and You know, it it propelled the Dodgers to to a World Series appearance. It just, you know, there was just, there was confidence that he was going to resign, and then he backed out the last minute and went over to San Diego, which was kind of a stab in the back. But, oh, Machado. Yeah. Who did I say? You said Mookie Betts. Uh, Machado, sorry. Um, But yeah, this reminds me a lot of that situation where it's like a big star on the market coming from a small market team. Uh, like if I'm the angels, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to trade him.
0: I mean, I, I really don't like at this point, I feel like it's the writing on the wall that the guy is going to leave. Like, unless, unless they're keeping it really secret and they just know something that nobody else knows, it seems like a shoe in that he's leaving. Like, and you don't want to trade, you don't want to even get something for him except for, and like, they'll get nothing if he leaves are you kidding like you don't want to at least try to get some good prospects and maybe deal him to a team that thinks they can re-sign him or a team that's just desperate for Otani a team like the Baltimore Orioles who have so many prospects to give up I I, like we talked about it all last podcast I still don't understand like that makes the most sense to me for both sides for the Angels and the Orioles but I I don't think it's going to happen if you're the Angels, you just have to be thinking, we have to get something for this guy. There's no way that we can just sit on him and hope that he'll resign just because he came over here first and he knows the Angels. Like, That's, just, that's not going to do it right now. The guy wants to win a World Series. You can't put a team together that can win one. He's going to leave, get prospects for him, and rebuild.
1: Yeah, this is the time to rebuild, especially while he's still – on your team, and uh, it would suck for Angels fans. That would be such a double edged sword to lose Otani and lose out on the potentials, like fleet of po- of prospects that could be coming in with a trade for him. But we'll wait and see what happens there. I'm sure the rumors will be picking up only uh, more steadily throughout the week. So uh, let's move over to the Mets. The Mets uh, possibly giving up Scherzer and Verlander in a deal. I think it's. I think it's pretty much a. Uh, a done deal that at least Tommy Pham and David Robertson are going to be on the move, possibly Mark Canna, but for guys like Verlander and Scherzer who come with those higher price tags, I think the Mets should move on from one of them. If the right call uh, comes across, like why at this rate, why
0: wouldn't you? Yeah, we, we had this conversation in the past and, you know, I was kind of against you then, but you know, since the last couple weeks of just watching Mets baseball, I, Kind of, am on your side. I, 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 do think that that one of them needs to go because at this point they're getting n- no production from just the team in general. That you might as well just sell some pieces right now and try to build that farm a little bit and and try to just do something else, maneuver your way out of this shitstorm that is the Mets of twenty twenty three. I think one of them is going to go. I, I really think that Steve's going to pull the trigger and, and Billy Epler is going to pull the trigger on this one because when you look at this team and you look at obviously the predictions of what they should have been and what they are now, there it, there's nothing even close in comparison to what they were predicted to do. I think you got to move on from one of them. I agree with you. I think to, like Tommy Pham, David Robertson, those guys are 100% gone they're not even in a Mets uniform for me any any like any longer. I think they should also trade a lot of that bullpen because why not? This is not your year. You might as well get something for some guys. And then we'll see. We'll see if they want to maneuver Verlander or Scherzer. I I really think which one would you prefer? Which one would you prefer to give up? Scherzer. Scherzer.
1: Yeah, Scherzer has that that extra year. A- He's got an option, year. right? He's got an option for next year, which will totally kick him. But that's going to totally make him harder to
0: move. So, is it player? Do you yeah. know? Yep. Yeah. So if they keep him, he's opting in. Yep. Because he ain't going to get any no, more money. He's one hundred percent opting into that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how they work their way around this. I, I mean, I. I I think it's kind of crazy how I've changed my tune, but right now I feel like there's just nothing that you can say that, nothing that anyone could say that would justify keeping them on this team because it's just, just not the Mets. That's not, this is not what they were supposed to be.
1: Yeah, this is definitely not the Mets team that we were supposed to have, Uh, but it's the reality. So it's, it's, Time to time to pivot. Time to make some deals, set us up for future seasons and future years with uh, better success. But we, you know, just because we're not playing well doesn't mean that we can't improve. So I think it's time to to start making some calls and hopefully get someone who's going to give us a good offer for one of those two guys. Because that'd be be awesome to to ship off Verlander or Scherzer. And, get a nice package for it. Even Tommy Pham, like Tommy Pham or David Robertson is going to get back like a very solid player. In the fact that like David Robertson could be a very important reliever to a
0: contending team. I think David Robertson is going to go to a, a, a definitely a David Robertson is honestly that reliever that I feel like goes onto every contending team uh, over the last couple of years. It's just, he's that guy that people go get for one year and when they're, when they want to contend and he definitely should be, shipped at the deadline there's no question i think you can get a a nice return for a bullpen piece like like david robertson obviously there there are some some relievers out there this deadline that are probably going to be on the move that maybe a little bit better than david robertson but he's had a solid year for the mets this year and that's a guy who's been in the big moment before he's been on playoff teams before and That's a guy you could put in your bullpen say, if you have our closer already, there's your eighth inning guy. Say, here's the eighth inning. Please get the ball to our closer. And for teams that maybe don't have a full-time closer, there you go. There's David Robertson right there for you. I think that's a huge piece for the Mets to trade off right now. And then if they can get rid of Tommy Pham off that bench, which they just need to because he's got to stop taking at-bats for them. I mean that's a fourth outfielder. Every contender could use a fourth outfielder, and if you have a struggling outfield, that could be a starter every day, or at least a platoon bat, lefty righty. Yeah, that's a, mean, that's a piece that that you got to get rid of.
1: Yeah, I've seen uh, I, I've seen the Dodgers linked to like Tommy Pham and Canada, so it'll be interesting to see if they jump on one of those guys. But look, the Dodgers should be should be interested. Uh, honestly. At this rate, even the Yankees should be interested in in one of those guys. They need they need depth as bad as anyone right now.
0: Yeah, that's that that's kind of where I wanted to go to this conversation next was was the Yankees, and obviously the Yankees are one of the hardest teams to talk about right now because they of how good they should be and how how good they aren't because they don't have their one guy in Aaron Judge, and at this point. Like, I understand the Yankees are definitely going to buy. They're the Yankees. They'll always buy. But at this point, I really don't think they're making the playoffs. Like, I don't see a, a, a way that they can make the playoffs at this point because they're not going to outperform Toronto because Toronto is playing well. I expect them to make moves. Obviously, I expect the Yankees to play moves too, but but Toronto has just been playing better. They have a much better lineup, much better, even with Judge on the Yankees. even The Yankees completely healthy. The Blue Jays lineup is exceptionally better. The rotation probably goes to the Yankees because the Blue Jays, we know the struggles they've had with Manoa and with Barrios and Kikuchi, and that's that's they need starting pitching help. And I hope that's what they go for at the deadline. But just looking at the wild card right now. I don't see them outperforming Toronto. I don't see the Astros really stopping either because I expect them to get a big name pitcher at the deadline as well and then you got tampa Tampa or Baltimore who they're definitely not catching, so it's going to be really hard for the Yankees to even squeeze in there, but you know Brian Cashman's making moves. he will be trading for most likely an outfielder i they need an outfielder bad they need an outfielder, but the problem is is. They need an outfielder. They need a third baseman. They need a catcher. They, like, they, they could they use some lot. more bullpen yeah. help. They could use a starting pitcher. This team could use so much that I really don't even know where Cashman's going to go with this. Personally, in my opinion, my guess is that Brian Cashman makes these tiny moves. He's going to make a lot of them, but a lot of smaller moves – For smaller players just to fill holes and the Yankees are just going to slowly fart their way to the end of the season and not make the wild card because I don't see a player on the market that will change the Yankees season. Unless they pull something out of their ass and go for someone crazy, if they trade for, if they get Scherzer or Verlander, or if they they somehow pull Juan Soto from the Padres,
1: yeah, I don't think I the don't. Mets would trade Verlander or Scherzer to the Yankees. I also, I mean, look, I I've seen a lot about Cody Bellinger,
0: like uh, I don't he, think that changes them at all, though.
1: No, but I think if Judge comes back in due time, like I think that that would be a really good move for them, and like they would get some more support, like. I think uh, like Cody Bellinger mixed with Judge in the lineup, the way Bellinger's come back this year, that like I I really think that, like I I really think Cody Bellinger could be a trade that, with the addition of Judge, could make them a playoff team. But like they need some help
0: in other areas as well. I just think like the, this team needs so much help, and and. I think they'll definitely get better at the deadline. Like, I'm not saying that they won't. They'll definitely get better at the deadline. There's no way Steinbrenner and Cashman will let this team not get better. But I just look at the three teams above them in the wild card. And I think that these are three teams that are also going to get better and are already better and already have a lead. That I just think that the Yankees, even though they're only in a two-game hole right now from Toronto, I just think that, the the gap is much bigger than two games. I, I feel like even though it is two games, it feels more like six games because they're playing so bad right now. And they need a lot of help within this next week in order to make that push and try to take that spot from Toronto because – Tampa's Tampa's in. Tampa is in. They they are the number yep. 1 wild card. If they don't win the division, then Baltimore's the number 1 wild card. So you're looking really now at Houston and Toronto. And with Houston, it's hard to deny the you know the reigning champs and it's hard to deny the team that's like been to the ALCS the last 5 years. It's impossible to think that team's going to fall out of contention, especially when again I expect them to make a move for a big pitcher at the deadline. So right now you're really looking at can we beat out Toronto? They can. It's definitely very possible. I personally just think they won't. Yeah,
1: I. I, It's there's a there's a lot of different ways that I can see this going for for a lot of teams. But like you said, there are a lot of teams that are already locked into positions in the playoffs and for some of these lower tier teams and I'm, I'm grouping the Yankee it, Yankees in those teams now it's like you have to look at what's above you and what the competition already has and it's can you build that up to their level on the open market and like you mentioned earlier I don't think that's possible
0: yeah it's just it is what it is this year for the Yankees it's just yeah. Yeah, this could be the first injury. time they don't make the playoffs in a long time since I think oh no. No, they won. too long. I feel like it's two thousand nine, but I can't remember. It's
1: definitely I
0: think been a fucking long They might have missed the playoffs
1: night. in twenty thirteen. Thirteen. They they might have lost the lost the playoffs in thirteen or fourteen. Missed it in thirteen hmm. or fourteen. Who won the World Series? But they haven't 13. had a losing season in a while. Who went to the World Series in thirteen?
0: Oh no! You're breaking up. Am I? Oh, you're back. Yeah, your picture went now? away. You sound fine. Your picture went oh. away. What was the last
1: thing you said? How? How do? Who? Who went to the World Series in thirteen? Yeah, I, I can't remember who won. Who won it? Uh, well, fourteen was the Giants. Giants. Well, I'm trying Royals. to make a joke. I'm trying to make a joke. Think about it. Oh, 13 was the red sox
0: oh it was oh right i knew. right how could i forget sorry bad joke oh i got it i just loved i just love my team man uh what else we got um something interesting that i you know i really didn't think was going to happen but it is, and and that's the the Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates. They honestly only have two pieces that I think that could be traded and and would be traded, and people would want, and that's Mitch Keller and the starting pitcher and David Bednar, their you know back end closer. I really didn't think there was a lot of talk about Bednar and Keller at the earlier in the year when the Pirates were playing a, a, a little bit better, and a lot of the talk was that they were definitely are not getting traded because. They're still young, and they're still very good pieces for the Pirates, especially Keller. But the Pirates did come out today and said that Keller and Bednar are both on the table. And Bednar is one of those guys, just like what we talked about with David Robertson. He doesn't have the history that David Robertson has, but Bednar is one of those top-end, closer-type guys that you could put in high-leverage situations, hand him the ball in the eighth or ninth inning and say, go get it, and he absolutely will. He has He's had a great year. He was an all-star this year. And he was an all-star for a reason. He's been nails for the Pirates this year. And if they can trade Keller and Bednar, I don't really know where that puts the Pirates, to be completely honest. Do I think they should trade Bednar? Yeah, probably, because it's a reliever. Relievers are spotty. If you have a good reliever and you're not a great team, you need to sell them. That's just how the MLB works. It's how it's worked forever, and it's how it always will work. But Mitch Keller is a young pitcher who's come up Shown that he can be very good for the Pirates. He has been very good this year. I don't see why that's a guy that you would trade. But again, I'm not a GM, so what the hell do I know?
1: Yeah. No, totally. Zach, you broke
0: up a, a little there. Not gonna lie. Oh boy. I, I, I'm sure it's fine while recorded. It's just like it just breaks up for us during this. We're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling though. Oh, we're definitely gonna keep it rolling. This is what Thank happens you. when you don't have your producer. This is true. This is true. Producer Jake is gone. We kicked uh, so him off.
1: I had something that I wanted to talk to you about. Hit me with it. So let's talk a little about a little about bleh, a little bit about the AL East. Okay. Let's talk about the Orioles taking two out of three from the Tampa Bay Rays and now having a two-game lead in the division.
0: I totally forgot about that, but we absolutely should talk about that. You you hit it. Orioles, they hit 60, 60 wins this weekend against the Tampa Bay Rays. They took two out of three. Two-game lead now on the Rays. And uh, like, if you watched any of this series, it, it just really looks like Baltimore was the better team. And it looks like Baltimore is the better team they played better defense they hit in the clutch these games were close none of these games were a blowout they were all close and baltimore just looked like the better team the entire series and if i'm the rays you know you're 3 and 7 in your last 10 you lose you're losing two in a row now like it's not looking great if i'm tampa this is also a team that like we talked about last week Teams that are hitting a skid and they need to make a move at the deadline to push them over the top. Because if the Rays don't make a move and they just keep sitting on this roster, what I've been saying all year is going to happen. People are eventually going to start playing to their actual, like how they actually are and stop over for over oh, oh, oh my God, overperforming. And the Rays eventually are going to. You know, kind of like what I said with the Yankees, they're going to fart the way to the rest of the season and just maybe squeak into the playoffs because there are teams that are below them that are playing a lot better than them. The Rays need to make a deadline move if they want to cap off the historic start that they start. Like we could be talking about the like the Yankees last year, they got out to the historic start. And then they farted their way along the rest of the season and they lose in the playoffs. I don't want to see that happen to Tampa, even though I do, but the baseball fan in me doesn't want to see it happen. The Red Sox fan wants it. The baseball fan doesn't. This team deserves to be good with all the work that they put in, the great organization that they are. I just hope they make a move because right now it just looks like flat baseball.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it, it does look like flat baseball and there's – Like you said, like maybe, maybe things do need to be shaken up a little bit, but you don't want to fall into the same rhythm that the Yankees did last year when everyone was talking about how they were going to be breaking records. I mean, we were, we were turning the corner from June into July and people were talking about, you know, the Yankees winning over 110, breaking the Mariners record. And we all know how the rest of the season went for the Yankees. And hopefully the same, the same doesn't fall into place for either of the two teams now at the top of the AL East, because they're both playing unbelievable baseball, Zach. I mean, the Rays have slowed down a little bit. But I would say, overall, the two teams have had similar seasons just flipped around. Absolutely, yeah. So, it's all about how you finish now. It'll be really, really interesting to see who takes this division. I'm going to go to Fangraphs right now. I was just on it. So the Yankees still the Fangraph is still giving the Yankees a 35% chance to make the playoffs, which is wild. But let's we're not talking about the Yankees now. Or this is this is uh this is Rays and Orioles talk exclusively. The Orioles are 87% chance to make the playoffs, the Rays at a 93 to make the playoffs. The Rays still hold a 48% chance to win the division and the Orioles 34.3. That is incredible that they're still giving the the um the Rays that much of an upper hand considering how mediocre baseball they've been playing lately but like it's it's the Rays and we know how the Rays have been in, in the past few years so i guess it's only fair to give them the upper hand
0: yeah i mean that that's honestly surprising I, i'm surprised that the Rays have a have a better chance you know to make the playoffs and to to win the division than the Orioles do just be just based off pretty much what you said, how good the Orioles have been playing as of recently and how bad the Rays have been playing recently. Um, overall, I, I agree with you. I think they've, they've had flip-flop seasons for the first half. The, the The Baltimore Orioles have started out, they started out like, okay, like they were, they were still very good, second in the ALE, still looking good. And then they, boom, they just turned it on. And since they turned it on, they have not looked back. The Rays, however, got out to that historic start, and now they're just slowly, slowly falling. If I'm on a team, if I'm a manager or a fan of a team, anything like that, any part of the team, I want my team to be more like the Orioles. You start out okay, and then you got to turn it on. Now, we still have 60-odd games left in this season. The Rays can still turn it on again, but right now with the way the Orioles are just fucking mowing teams down, and just taking series left and right it feels like they're always getting the clutch hit they're always getting the guy on base when they need the sack fly when they need they make the play when they need i feel like there's no slowing slowing the orioles down the big question is going to be which one of these low level low market teams actually makes a big move that can push them past the other one i i think that's that's kind of based off like that's kind of what's going to settle who wins this division is who makes the better move because we've talked about it nonstop both these teams need to make a move because if they don't they're just going to die in the playoffs like they do every single year these teams need to make a move orals for pitching I think the Rays need some hitting they wouldn't I don't think they would hate to have another pitcher either Maybe a bullpen piece because that bullpen's a little sketchy. Even that rotation, if the injuries happen, is yikes. But both these teams have holes that can can be filled and need to be filled if they want to win a World Series this year. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. There's
1: Zach. I, I would. I want to let let's phrase it this way because we've we've been talking a lot about trades. If you were looking across the board what do you think is like the most important piece that a team could add at the deadline? Like, and and let's, and let's not say like, let's just say it's very generic. Like we're not going on like a team by team basis. Like overall, what do you think can be the most important addition? Like, is it a bat? Is it a bullpen arm? I think honestly, like when I, when I think of contenders recently in big trades, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of winning a championship is Chapman to the cubs in 2015. Yeah. Like that was a huge huge trade for them in 2015. Andrew Miller to the Indians or excuse me the Guardians. Um that was huge.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. Like I think it's so easy to say hitter because you trade for, you know, uh a team trades like we're talking about the Dodgers like a team trades for Trey Turner like that's huge for you you can't say that's not huge but Mm -hmm. I kind of have to agree with you maybe not bullpen I I just feel like pitching in general like I think generally at the trade deadline you if you are a contending team you want to get as much pitching as you possibly can because you're going to hit the dog days of summer the end of summer August September, that's when your pitchers start to wear down. You need that guy. you need that guy that you can feed innings to. Um, you know it's kind of hard because it does depend team to team, but I think just general pitching because even when you talk about the playoffs and you talk about the World Series, most baseball minds will tell you that pitching wins World Series. a lot of worlds most World Series teams, win the World Series on the back of their pitching. The Astros last year did it on the back of Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. They did it on the back of those guys going out there and shoving, shoving. Luis Garcia. Pitchers win World Series. They win playoff games. You can win a game one nothing, squeaking out a run. It's hard to win a game with tough pitching when you have to depend on your hitting to exceed expectations and and depend on another team's star pitcher to have a rough day. When you have a great pitcher out there in the playoffs, you just feel so comfortable. I think that's going to be important for a lot of teams this deadline is to go after that pitcher. If you're a team that's feeling like you're definitely going to make the playoffs go after that pitcher that top end guy that can you can give the ball to game one or game two of a Mm -hmm. championship or division series if you're a team that's just on the fringe and trying to make the playoffs go get that pitcher that can eat up innings for you in the end of august and all of september because you're going to need that you're going to need guys to eat up innings in order to get to the playoffs so i I really think it does depend on team to team but I think pitching is definitely the most important part of this deadline.
1: Yeah. Couldn't agree more. It's the pitching. There's a lot more pitching out there available than I would say. There's a lot more good pitching out there available than like insane hitting that's available. So I agree. It's it's the pitching that is going to take teams over the top. And like you said, a lot of these teams rely on these, these, these pitchers to go out there and eat innings and, hold, 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 hold teams up to, to winning a championship. So it's, it's really on the backs of the pitchers. And I think, I think it's, it starts the deadline, It starts
0: the deadline for a lot of these teams. Yeah. I I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's just, I feel like sometimes because of how the MLB is set up and how they like to push the MLB to fans, they like to push obviously offense and home runs and big hitters, but, It's always pitching. Like pitching will win you games. Pitching will lose you games. Pitching will win you championships. That's the. It's just everything is about pitching. When you think about some of the best, the best moments in the World Series, it's like it's that it's that ace starting pitcher coming out in Game Seven in the ninth inning to close, like like Chris Sale closing out the World Series for the Red Sox twenty eighteen. Like having that guy being able to go out there and start game 1 and start game 4 and then come back in game 6 and close it out. Like you need those type of guys when you get to the playoffs. Like I I I, can't, I really can't stress it anymore how important pitching is. Hitting you can get you can get over hitting. Guys get hot, guys get cold, but if you don't have the solid pitchers there, you're not going to go anywhere.
1: 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to uh to touch on today? I don't know. I feel like no.
0: Yeah, I feel like we got everything. I feel like no, but that was quick. Yeah, whatever. I don't right. I, I mean, I I don't want to force anything, so should we get into picks? We can we we are allowed to do picks. Yeah. All right, let's do picks. By Riverside. All right, picks for Tuesday, July twenty fifth. Um, I can I can start here. Yeah, you I, go first. I am going
1: to go Marlins over the Rays tomorrow night.
0: What do you Marlins think about that over one? Rays. Wow, are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm going to take a gamble. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Marlins I don't know tomorrow why. Tomorrow night. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. Just do it. I think I personally. I'm going to go to the great state of Minnesota, but I'm going to say fuck Minnesota, and I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners over the Minnesota Twins, George Kirby against Jorge Lo- uh, Pablo Lopez, not Jorge, that's, that's a reliever, George Kirby against Pablo Lopez in Minneapolis, the Twins can't hit, the Mariners also kind of suck, but I like the Mariners, so that's why I'm picking them. Love it. And uh, producer Jake did not send in a pick, so mm-hmm. that means he automatically loses. Yes. Or should we just should we give him? Give him, we give him Royals over Guardians. No, let's give him the Orioles over. Orioles over. Yeah, we'll give him Orioles over. Who do they play tomorrow? They play Philly. That's a good over. He'll he would probably would have picked that. So we'll give Jake Orioles overs. Also, Sunday night picks, somebody's trying to take a lead. Yeah, you are starting to take a very big lead. Two-game lead now. Two-game lead. Jake and Dawes, terrible, terrible picks. Um, I don't yeah. know why he picked the Mets. The Mets stink. The Red Sox are so much better. Uh, they had 15 hits on Sunday night baseball. That's just a lot of hits. Um. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, it sucks, man i'm not i'm not I'm not performing well at all on this. It's okay. it's okay yeah, you might lose, but even if you do't even if you do it'll be really funny to watch you do the stuff. That's true at
1: least it'll at least it'll be someones entertainment right exactly
0: okay, I'm trying to do roulette, but my phone's being broken. Come on, phone. Work. While I get my phone to work, Daz, how was your day? Uh, it was good. It's hot out today. It's hot out every day now. I hate it. I can't wait till fall. Me too. I'm looking forward what, to football again. What's your favorite season?
1: Like between summer and fall. It's like when it's like not 110 degrees
0: out. Yeah. That's fair. Remember when summer used to be lit and then you got old and now it sucks? Yeah. Just like summer used to be awesome. You get off school, it's just like, fuck yeah, summer gets you nothing. And now it's just like regular life, but hot. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. Okay. My phone's finally working. Numbers. Uh, 10. Okay. I'm going to go with 12. What should we give Jake? Uh, he either goes, he usually goes five twenty-two or thirty-six. Mm. I'll give him twenty-two. Okay, we are incredibly due. We are incredibly due. It's like so due. It's insane. I love how they. I still love how they flick the ball. It's the best. Here we go. We're spinning. We're still spinning. 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 Okay, they got to stop these spinning. spins too much. Seven. Uh, Jose Reyes. Well... It's, uh, it's another podcast done and another loss for the boys. We fucking suck. I'm surprised people even listen to this <laughs> because our roulette skill is so bad. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for us for Tuesday's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all on Friday. We love you and have a great week. Deuces. All right. Why is it not working?